Welcome to the Nerd and Normie podcast. For a very special episode, we are going to be recapping slash revisiting the first five Fast and Furious movies. Very exciting. We're going to do the next five next week um, to include uh, Fast 10 as it's being released. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun this weekend re-watching these, and we're going to share our thoughts on how the franchise started and where it's heading, uh, and just kind of our overall excitement for Fast 10. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. All right, so to kick us off, The Fast and the Furious came out in 2001 and was directed by Rob Cohen. Uh, and stars Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Matt Schultz, Johnny Strong, Rick Yoon, and many, many more characters. Yeah, so these movies started with this one, and it's so different from where they are now. Um, Am I right? This is your first time watching this one? Yeah, I didn't know that they were, you know, a gang of dvd player stealing thieves and thugs (laughs) just hang out at their local garage and high five each other and work on cars together and go street racing for fun yeah it's very different (laughs) yeah and it's also very 2001 all the outfits the music the just general vibe of the movie is just kind of funny to revisit now no movie like this would get made nowadays and everett thinks that paul walker looks more attractive in his little suit and his haircut later on but i think he looked cute with the curly blonde hair not so much the outfits though (laughs) yeah oh and michelle rodriguez looks 12 in the first one she looks so young yeah i mean she was 20 21 ish when it filmed so yeah (laughs) So yeah, in this movie, Paul Walker is undercover um, for the LAPD, uh, trying to infiltrate some street racing to figure out if they can um, deduce who's uh, stealing these DVD players from trucks on the highway. Uh, And so he kind of ends up falling for Vin Diesel's character, Dom. Uh, his sister and gets in with them and kind of becomes friends with them uh, and uses them as his in to start this investigation Um, and it's just it's a lot of male energy butting heads all the police are hot shots who want to prove themselves and Paul Walker is ready to fist fight anyone and anyone is ready to fist fight him and it's just a lot of squaring up throwing punches, yelling at each other, talking about how their car is going to do the talking, a lot of mumbo-jumbo about cars that really means absolutely nothing, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's special. Um, We're not really going to do, like, spoiler-free or spoiler sections of this, so if you haven't seen them, I don't know, figure it out. They came out 20 years ago. But um, my biggest issue with this it's not even the masculine energy whatever it's the fact that they spend the whole time saying that they're family and then their poor little friend jesse gets shot and killed in front of their house and they're just like eh and then it's over and they just move on yeah it's (laughs) it's an interesting movie i they wanted obviously to set up these emotional beats like that because they want drama and whatnot but they also just clearly don't know what 
like it's not a drama this is just like a fun action adventure kind of movie it's supposed to just be fun and cool and so when they hit these moments such as shooting a good friend um who you've kind of taken under your wing in the chest and watching him die in front of your house they don't really know how to handle it so their answer is car chase with little to no emotion and it's the same with like Paul Walker's character and Vin Diesel's sister Mia when they're like in love or whatever. Like, I get that they only like hook up once in the first one, but they act like it's like a big romance. But he literally kisses someone else in the next movie. And then when they come back all together, they act like nothing ever happened and they're just in love again. Yeah, it's very much the syndrome of many uh, more like kind of blockbustery movie like this where it's oh we have two attractive people they'll fall in love and you're just because they're the two main the main male and main female that's just what it is and we accept that as an audience and they don't really try to develop them or give reason the only reason they start dating is uh one of the friends vince kind of likes her um has a thing for her and gets really mad that Paul Walker is starting to like her and hang around and stuff. Uh, And she goes out on a date with Paul Walker just to get back at Vince. And that's it. And then suddenly they're in love. Yeah, Vince really gets the short straw in terms of this entire franchise. Like, he has grown up with these, with, you know, Vin Diesel um, and his sister and has been in love with her forever. Well, as much love as he's capable of. And his whole team just calls him stupid the whole time. And then he points out that Paul Walker is a cop and they're like, no, you're just an idiot. And then when Paul Walker is a cop, they're just like, you're still an idiot and we pick him over you. And then they finally get back together in this fifth one and he's happily been living somewhere with his wife or girlfriend or whatever and they have a baby and he helps them get this job and then something goes wrong and they immediately blame him for it kick him off and then he saves someone's life hurt the sister's life and they're like okay yeah you can come back on the team now that you've proven yourself and then he dies. <laughs> like, he is the worst character arc out of everyone in the show, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And back to the the first movie. It is really just funny that this... There's a little bit of, like, cool heist-specific gear and gadgets with um, Dominic's crew robbing, because they are, and they end up being the robbers, not the uh, people they think it is or whatever um and they like you know shoot a grappling hook through the trucks and jump onto it and do all this kind of cool spy stuff but that's like maybe three minutes of an hour and a half two hour runtime and then if you know where this franchise goes that becomes the entire focus of the movies and it's really just funny i also love that there's this world in which the undercover cop who's infiltrating the street racing gang they don't get a mechanic who's going to just help work on the cars they don't just get someone who wants to hang out and be a groupie no they get a guy and they keep giving him these impounded cars and limitless budget to tune them up and buy parts for them and all of this stuff to go race and crash them over and over again because he loses paul walker loses basically every race that he enters in this 
for the whole series. Yeah, and just smashes car after car, and rightfully, the police are like, I don't know if this is the right way to go about this investigation. He's like, no, but it is. I know these guys did it. Uh, and he's pointing to this, like, rival gang, um, and they didn't do it. They had a bunch of DVD players, but they... They didn't steal it them. It says, you know, they come up in the system as bought legally, and then we find out later it is Vin Diesel's gang stealing them. So, yeah, he throws all of this away, and it's just really, really dumb that they keep funding this. But obviously, like, what are you supposed to do? We want car races. We want dumb 2000s music blaring really loud as we get awful CGI cars going into warp speed when they hit the NOS button. <laughs> um but it's just it's fun you know it I mean, is enjoyable I, I wish every one of my problems could be solved by a street race which seems to be the case if yeah. we move into uh tokyo drift when literally they're like i know we owe you a billion dollars mafia mob guy but instead i'm gonna street race your nephew yeah that's okay. how it works everything's <laughs> just a street race um but yeah and so just to kind of cap off this this first movie, um, they bust Dominic's gang and they figure out it's him or whatever and the, the police are going to come get him and he and Paul Walker have built up this kind of mutual respect but of course he when he finds out Paul Walker's a, a cop because Paul calls in someone to, to save them. Uh, Vin Diesel gets all mad, obviously. and Yeah, Vince gets shot in that one, too. Oh, yeah, it was Vince who got shot. Yeah, so Vince gets shot <laughs> and dangled <laughs> off the side of a car and dragged around by his arm for a while in the desert. Uh, and Paul Walker calls in police to save him, uh, like paramedic or whatever, and that's how Vin Diesel figures out he's part of the police, gets angry, and then they, they meet back up at the house to kind of talk things through. Jesse dies, they go on a car chase. And then he, Vin Diesel takes out his dad's legendary car he's been working on and it has so much torque it twisted the chassis last time. Um, and as someone who studied physics for a little while at college, the fact that you would build a car with the idea of going fast for a drag race and have it lift its front two tires off is just losing that contact patch, losing that bit of rubber on the ground is going to slow you down. Not to mention it's a, a ton of American-made steel, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, it's goofy. And if you know anything about cars or how they work, none of this would happen like this. But again, that's not the point of this movie. Uh, and so they end up with, like, there's a quarter mile to the train track or whatever. Um, and they're going to race each other to get there and... Vin Diesel wins and they just barely jump in front of the train and they're just doing it just because there's not really a reason I guess to gain each other's respect and see if they're willing to to race each other or whatever they're willing to ride or die babe. yeah and then they land and it's all like oh they didn't get hit by the train and then immediately crash in a horrific way um and then uh Paul Walker just tosses Vin Diesel is keys and goes, hey, I respect you now. I'm no longer, even though I'm a policeman who's supposed to arrest you, I'm going to just let you walk. And he does. Yep. And then the movie's over. And that is The Fast and the Furious. Which leads us into Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> Which I really respect them on the naming for this one. 
uh you know most movies would try and come up with some sort of better title but they just they went for what all of the fans would joke about and just called it too fast too furious with the number two yeah so this one was directed by john singleton and is i mean it's related to some of the later ones with characters that come back but it's almost entirely unrelated to the first one other than paul walker and um Vin Diesel's not at all in this one. It's the only movie in the entire franchise he doesn't appear in. And Paul Walker has gone to hideaway in Miami, uh, just kind of chilling on a houseboat. Uh, seems to be either own, like renting from or just chilling with Ludacris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, this movie, uh, Paul Walker is hiding out in Miami, and there is a crime boss in the area who's looking for drivers to get a big score to the airstrip so he can fly it back over the borders running you know drugs or whatever and the police again are looking for someone to infiltrate the the driving market or whatever become a driver and get hired even though they already do have a woman cop on the inside but whatever so it's like they already know that he's a bad guy yeah uh, i think <laughs> the the idea here is that they needed to make sure the goods got there and they knew they were going to be there and they could track it so when they go and try and arrest him they're definitely there but she also could just call it in if yeah. she was going to be there which is potentially what's going to happen anyway they want the drivers there extra people to get you know the movie to happen and so uh paul walker gets caught by the police or whatever and they convince him to help them out in exchange for a clean record uh, and so he then says, I'm picking my partner because you got to have a partner for this one. Uh, and so he goes and finds uh, Tyrese Gibson's character, Roman Pierce, who is just kind of like a wise cracking. Not in this one, though. Yeah, he's still like I mean, busting of. each other and just like, you know, he's not as like funny as the other ones, but he is snarky and he's constantly like trying to steal stuff from people and always eating figures. yeah always eating in every scene basically he has a fast metabolism yeah my beef with this one is that already there's nothing scarier than a psychotic white man but instead they tried to make him like like a tough i don't even know how mob type guy and they gave this villain these cigars to smoke in every scene and they looked so ridiculous with him. Like, it was just so embarrassing. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, they picked the largest circumference cigar for the smallest mouth man. Uh, and it does look look pretty, pretty awkward. Yeah, uh, you need to be like a Tom Selleck type guy to smoke a cigar and look cool, you know? Yeah. And so the person on the inside for this one is Ava Mendez, and she's, you know, she's there. She's fine. It's basically she's there so Paul Walker and Tyrese Gibson can hit on someone and make inappropriate comments about her outfits. Yeah. Um, and the bad guy can be possessive over someone, and they can once again get in fistfights over women, as is this franchise's hallmark. Um, but yeah, this one, it's... A lot of people don't really like this one. I can see why it's not like any of the others per se. Um, it's a little goofier. It's 
you know, it doesn't revolve around street racing and have that kind of like vibe of the first movie of just kind of goofy counterculture type stuff that would appeal to both a wider audience and people in that world. Um, and at the same time, it doesn't try and be more of a comedy or more of an action movie. It's just kind of there and washes over you. Um, I also think they should have used Tyrese Gibson because like at the beginning, his job or what he's doing, um, he does like the demolition derby type stuff. Like he's driving real cars as bumper cars and then they never use it again in the franchise which seems odd to me because in the fifth one or whatever when they're gathering people he could have been like a guy who can take a hit or something you know but instead they put Han as like a chameleon him as like a sweet talker it just seemed odd I feel like they could have brought that back in somehow yeah um yeah I don't know I think they kind of they liked Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris from this movie, but they didn't really like anything about their characters or what happened in this movie because basically none of it comes back ever yeah. outside of them existing in the franchise going forward. Um, and a few references like, oh yeah, my time in Florida, I knew you. And then they move on. Yep. <laughs> and I honestly kind of feel that way about this whole movie, you know? I It's not... They were in Florida once. Yeah. It's not like a bad watch but it's probably the least interesting of at least the first five yeah um which i guess leads us into tokyo drift which is the first one directed by justin lynn this one i also feel like is very out of place like i could see the fact that they like obviously it was already like a franchise but they kind of were edging on like the anthology idea instead of keeping all the characters together and it's like good because it introduces Han and he's like one of the best characters but it just is like pointless and weird and I also have a really big ick trying to root for high schoolers to hook up and crash cars and die you know what I mean yeah right at the start they it might be college but it's got a very high school vibe to no, it no it's high school it because high school. when they oh, go yeah, to Tokyo he goes yet. to high school yeah yeah so it is, co or it is college. It is high school, and right at the start, you know, the Lucas Black's character, Sean, has, like, an old beater car that he's fixed up. It's not really a beater, but an older car that he's kind of fixed up and is working on, and this other guy has his dad's $80,000 Corvette, and so, you know, there's a little bit of beef, and the girlfriend of the Corvette guy is, like, kind, not really flirting, but just talking to him with a little bit of a smile knowing kind of what that she's gonna annoy her boyfriend because he's a weird possessive man um and i say man because everyone in this movie is like 40 years old playing high schoolers uh, except for bow wow who looks like he's in high school yeah. but to be fair it's the early 2000s like have you watched the vampire diaries everyone in the early 2000s who played a high schooler yeah toby mcguire yeah they're a billion years old yeah um it, it's just kind of funny revisiting that era when now it is much more common to cast people of the correct age in those roles um but yeah anyway so there's a bunch of grown men being high schoolers and so uh lucas black and the boyfriend end up kind of racing each other the boyfriend keeps his girlfriend in the car for whatever reason and also she's like you can race for me 
gross uh, just out of nowhere she decides that they can they can race for her and she's like oh don't you love me when her boyfriend's going too slow weird weird bit of character work there but whatever um and so yeah they race he not only destroys his car but like a hundred thousand dollars in property damage or more uh and endangering of many people's lives and just really dumb and this is not his first time getting in trouble for reckless driving and property damage and all that stuff yeah and for some reason his options are go to jail and be tried as an adult or go live with his dad in tokyo question mark which i feel like the police would not give you that option yeah i think the only reason they can kind of swing it in a very loose sense again not based in reality is his dad's part of the navy so it's like a go be in a military family on a in a navy situation and stuff and like you're out of our jurisdiction and issues but yeah so he goes to tokyo obviously does not speak japanese or anything has this really awful alabama accent um his username as his little like chat box thing is bama boy (laughs) and yeah this movie i think would actually be pretty good if you swapped him for almost any other character in these movies yeah and that's probably why they don't keep him in the franchise but yeah which sucks because like he did play the part fine like i don't want to hate on the actor it was just it's not not right for the movie but yeah i think this was this was clearly han's movie once they got through the edit and they realized oh han's the one who comes across really cool and we want to keep him around um and so yeah this this movie is just he learns about drifting and that drifting exists and that you don't have to just drive in a straight line and smash into the wall to be able to turn really quick um and so he wants to impress some people and gets a chance to drift han's car and he can't and he smashes it all up so he's in han's debt and uh is forced to kind of be a runner now for this minor drug lord guy um whose uncle is part of the yakuza yeah which is okay this is another thing that i have beef with with this franchise so as it turns out uh han is stealing from yakuza guy's nephew and that gets them in trouble and han dies but apparently doesn't in real whatever but he dies in this movie because he's stealing from them even though they're partners and this is where my beef comes in every character in this movie is a bad guy and i get that they're like they're family yeah i get that they're supposed to be like likable bad guys whatever but like anytime you're hoping that like in the first one you're like oh there's no way they're stealing these dvd players and killing all these people they are like They're always, the second one's like the only one so far they haven't been the bad guys. The third one, yeah, he's stealing from that guy. And it's like, yeah, he's another criminal, whatever. It's what we do. But like, how are you ever supposed to trust him? You're all criminals. And then like the fourth one, Paul Walker's characters in the FBI, guess what he still is? A bad guy. The fifth one, do you know what the entire mission is? Robbing someone. Like, I know that they're also robbing another criminal, but... They're not good people. 
Yeah, and as these movies go on, the body count rises. The number of fatal or near-fatal car crashes rises exponentially. The amount of property damage, again, back to the third movie, uh, Justin Black's character, every time he drifts, he hits a wall until the end, or someone else's car, or nearly runs people over. Um, And it's just, it's a lot of smashing, it's a lot of that just kind of ridiculous nobody would keep driving he would have broken a shoulder he would have gotten whiplash he would have yeah and at least they kind of get hurt in some of the others yeah again i know these movies are not supposed to be taken 100 percent seriously but at the same time they're a little i think this one and why some people really don't like it is it just it feels unnecessary and it's a little ridiculous why is this american guy who's never drifted before suddenly the best drifter in japan after a few days of practice uh and they just like destroying cars just because they can and it's yeah it just it lacks some of the i don't want to say like respect to car culture because these movies are ridiculous um and if you know anything about cars again These are probably, they could be for you or could not be, depending on what you're looking for. But yeah, this movie, other than Han, adds nothing. And so that's kind of two movies in a row that don't add anything other than characters who we will like when they come back later. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it ends with, as we said, just drifting down a mountain to race to see who can... um, drift the most to get them out of debt to absolve their debt and i will say like it is kind of a dumb premise but at the same time there is a little bit of like it's the nephew's fault that he's getting stolen from it's his responsibility to solve this issue i don't think as long as his cut is getting paid appropriately you could just take his money the uncle and so letting them just solve it in their own stupid petty way is easy enough to just get him out of his hair uh but then obviously uh but obviously lucas black wins and so everyone gets to walk away except han gets slammed in a car accident and then exploded and then exploded dot 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 to be continued but my my beef with this one (laughs) uh bow wow does not get the redemption he deserves okay he gives all of his hard-earned money that he's been raising so that he can you know live he gives all of it to stupid lucas black's character sorry lucas black isn't stupid but the character is and he gives all his money to him just for that guy to give it to the yakuza people and then they never thanks him they never that's just it and he deserves better, and he deserves a story arc or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that kind of that kind of finishes up the third, and with that kind of ends this, I would say almost like first era of Fast and Furious, in which it's racing focused, it's smaller crime, and not huge stakes. And just kind of these smaller, fun racing stories about these couple of characters. Um, And with the the fourth movie, which, not to be confused with the first movie, The Fast and The Furious, is just called Fast and Furious. Um, The fourth movie is 
a little more actiony. Yeah. It's more about heists and gunfights and chases. For some reason, the FBI brought back Brian O'Connor and is just Which is Paul Walker's character. I don't think we've actually yeah, said sorry. his character name. Paul this Walker's whole time. character. Um and for some reason are just allowing him to be in the FBI now. I know that he's I don't know. I don't even know why. I was gonna say I know he's put away bad guys, but he left he let Dom go. And then in the second one, he got his record wiped, but he also still stole stuff and got away. So yeah, I think the idea is he was. Oh, sorry. Pause for just two seconds. Um, that's another thing. Is at the end of the second one, they have a bunch of money that they're giving to the police, and they give him three bags, and the guys are like, "Okay, you're good to go." And he goes what if I told you there was six bags of money and then gives him three more bags and they didn't search their car or anything and it just seemed very out of place and weird and that just popped into my head. Okay, we can continue with four. Um, yeah, so in this one, Paul Walker's back in the FBI. I think it's supposed to be like, well, he, you know, was a good cop and then did them a solid with the second movie. And what else is he going to do? And they brought him in again. He's focusing on a drug cartel run by Braga um, is the character's name. And he, again, needs runners and is doing stuff with fast cars to be able to pull off his drug runs and stuff. And so he's kind of a their specialist in this world. Um, and he's got a partner... Uh, who is named Michael Stasiak, and he is the worst. He's so annoying. He makes stupid judgment calls. And yeah, I get 100% Paul Walker is not to be trusted because as we find out again, he continues to work with Dom and let him go (laughs) and let the bad guys go and help them and whatever. But at the same time, he gets in fights with Paul Walker and gets his nose broken against a wall for stupid reasons he constantly is just like oh this isn't our guy it is their guy oh this won't work but it it does work and calls that thing too early and they all rush the yeah yeah. and the bad guy braga the actual braga like gets away um and he just kind of keeps fumbling everything and not that had that not happened like Paul Walker wouldn't have sided with Dom, but in all honesty, if it if the Braga guy hadn't gotten away at that one moment, they could have arrested him. Probably would have then arrested Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, and Paul Walker would have just continued working for the FBI, and that would be that. Um, but no, this guy just kind of continues to be a hothead and annoying. Um, but to kind of start this movie. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty, gets killed off screen. And yeah. Vin Diesel uses detective vision at the crime scene to just relive the moments, real criminal minds or, you know, crime show vibes of seeing the crash around him as he just looks at skid marks and can suddenly tell a guy walked forward and shot her and all of this stuff. Which she also eventually comes back to. And it's it all just... explained. It makes perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she dies, air quotes. Um, figures out that there's this nitro meth stuff and there's only a couple places you can possibly get it. And he goes to a mechanic who's been selling it. 
Um, and from the mechanic, he gets the name of another guy and he goes and finds that guy and dangles him out a window. And Paul Walker happens to come by because he's looking for the same guy uh, that happened to be there at the same time. Vin Diesel just drops him out a window and Paul Walker saves him. Um, and then they just kind of go on their way hunting these guys and both end up entering a race to be the runner because again paul walker is put in as the undercover cop who's going to be the street racing kind of guy and so they do this street race with this weird computer simulation video game looking gps stuff um and paul walker thinks he's gonna win and vin diesel clips his bumper and sends him spinning and Paul Walker gets all hot-headed and mad about the fact that he cheated, but again, there there were no rules. They were all slamming into each other and driving off the path and doing all sorts of stuff this whole time. I don't know why this one clip of the bumper was too far, but it was for Paul Walker. Yeah, so, yeah, he recruits him. Uh, well, he recruits Vin Diesel, and then they also recruited this weird cowboy guy who has a weird fetish for feet and is the worst thing to look at um the actor is in one of my favorite scary movies but this was just not a thing i wanted to see him in um so paul walker gets him arrested so that he can get recruited instead in his place whatever they run drugs across the border and steal them and whatever so that they can bring braga out so they can kill him in revenge, well, kill one of his assistants in revenge for Letty, and Paul Walker can arrest Braga. Yep, and so they go on the run, and they go through this weird tunnel under the border that somehow got built without Border Patrol noticing, despite them. It looks like it was a mine shaft. Yeah, but they have the door that opens and closes that looks like rock and stuff that yeah. had to get installed at some point. Um, but, you know, again those things can be hand-waved and overlooked in a movie like this. And um, they get across the border and they're delivering the drugs and then turns out they're going to shoot the drivers because you can always find more drivers, which is fair enough in terms of what the villains are doing. But the the good guys, good guys in air quotes, um, figure this out. Vin Diesel turns on his NOS to fill up his car and starts his cigarette lighter. Uh, and then all of the cars explode. Uh, and everyone starts shooting each other, and Paul Walker just takes out about five guys, despite being a federal agent. Yeah. Um, and so they have to escape and drive back across, because they're being chased. And then he's already back in love with the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're just, they meet up, and they're just back in love. Like yeah. She's like, that's happened. all you have to say to me after five years? And then they kiss. Yep. That's how, again... There's a thing in Hollywood movies, if a woman is crying and she is vulnerable, it is the perfect time to kiss her because she will immediately fall in love with you, so take notes, all men out there listening, that is the only way to get a woman. That is so gross. It's literally so bad, and it's every movie. It really is. If you start looking for it, if a woman is crying on screen, a man will come and kiss her in a blockbuster. Yeah. It's just, it's a fact. It's how it works. It's so gross. Um... But anyway, so they they end up, you know, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker end up with the load of drugs and stuff that they were able to steal and get back across the border. And so they want to bring out Braga. Paul Walker convinces the FBI that this is the smartest way to do it. 
um, instead of just taking the money off the street or taking the drugs off the street because he'll just put in another another shipment out because he doesn't care about it. So instead, I'm going to go and tell him he has to get it because he cares so much about it, which yeah. weird logic and maybe we missed something, but I, I don't know. Whatever. Hand waving. They can convince Braga to come and meet with them. And so they go and the guy who's supposed to be Braga comes out to meet with them and they realize, oh, he's wearing a pink. He's wearing pink. A guy who grew up on the streets would never wear a pink tie. <laughs> and that's how they know it's not the real Braga. Um, but the dumb FBI agents already called the raid and they run in and FBI agents just shoot down men who were not firing back at them uh, and take out about 20 guys. And uh, Braga gets away. He gives a smirk that makes them realize it was him all along and he's not really an assistant and whatever. Somehow, I don't really... We watched all of them back to back to back. They end up back over the border, have to go through the tunnel thing again. And I think one of the most vile deaths <laughs> that happens on this in this entire franchise of what we've watched so far is the guy who supposedly killed Letty is beating the crap out of Paul Walker outside their cars and Vin Diesel's speeding up to him and he tries to move out of the way and Paul Walker just holds onto his foot and Vin Diesel just slices him in half with his car. And yes, it doesn't show it, but oh my goodness, was that gruesome. <laughs> yeah, it's... It was dark. <laughs> it's a wild moment just to see Paul Walker clutching this man's leg so he can't run away. And then he gets slammed with the car at 100 miles an hour. Yep. And then he arrests Braga, Paul Walker does, and bing, bang, boom. That's that's the fourth. That's the fourth. Um, And so that leaves us with the last one for this episode, which is Fast Five. Um, which is my favorite, I think, of the ones we've talked about. And it's one I've seen before, but it was it's yeah. good. It's my favorite of the first five, easily. Um, it's the first one. They don't fully cross into insanity in this movie, but Almost. you can see where they're going. Yeah. Um, and between the last movie and the, like, crazy tunnel and somewhat specialized cars and all of that kind of stuff and, and the, the truck robbing scene at the beginning when they steal the gasoline yeah so something big we left out of the last one is dom gets arrested at the end and ends up on a transport transport bus is and it you, oh yeah a transport bus to go to prison and you see the um so yeah mia paul walker and some friends show up and break him out of the bus and that sets off fast five where they're on the run they end up down in Rio de Janeiro, uh, where they meet up with Vince once again. Uh, he now has a family, but is still doing crime and has a such an easy job where they can just steal some cars and sell them off real quick. And so they go on this crazy train heist with a specialized truck that has like a ramp and things to be able to get the cars off the train and onto the ground and stuff and which is where it starts leaning into the absurdity yeah. of the franchise for sure and it turns out these cars have been seized by the da and um all of this kind of stuff going on in the background so it's a bigger heist than they thought and pe the agents get killed and it's a big deal and all blah 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 hand wavy stuff um and so they have to go even further on the run um and are so they bring in a specialist, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> the Rock shows up, um, sent by the U.S. government to stop these three 
highly wanted fugitive. Well, they say they don't say that. Even though Mia shows up on all the wanted lists, they only ever say we want these two. Yeah. I guess they'll just let her walk. She's just an accessory to crime. Um. Anyway, so he sent the Rock is sent to to get Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, and so at the same time, they figure out that there's in this car is a chip. Uh, that has the biggest crime boss in all of Rio, uh, his cash houses listed on it. Um, and we also find out Mia is pregnant. Yay! Ooh, with Paul Walker's kid. And so they want to be able to get this money and get out for good and go disappear and whatever with the $100 million they could steal. So they assemble the team of best people in the world. Yeah. Um, and I guess we never mentioned Gal Gadot was in the fourth movie. Yeah as a minor character i think it should have been a better plot twist to have her be the bad guy in number four because having the assistant guy be him was so predictable that i never once guessed it because i thought it would be too obvious yeah and so they pull in together their best team in rio they get so they get gal Gadot, they get Ludacris, tyrese gibson sung kang um and the two kind of goofy guys who have pulled off heist with them in the past who are like they're there but they never like directly talk to them or make them a part of anything they don't feel like they're real characters i think they only speak spanish they speak a little bit english because they kind of flip in and out and and stuff but yeah they're just kind of there to make up numbers i guess i mean they had to touch the poopy wall from the exploding toilet yeah i guess probably none of the main cast were willing to do that scene so they had to write in these they really guys they really sacrificed the most out of the team yeah (laughs) Um, so they assemble this best team to go in and pull off a heist and steal this money. And their big plan is to burn some of the money, get it all moved to a central location, which ends up being a police station. Uh, and it leads to the very famous bank vault scene in which they attach it to two cars and destroy half of Rio's downtown, driving it out of there. Yeah. Um, all for it to just be empty. Well, they swap it out. They sneak it so that they can trade it because uh they save the rock's life and some lady cop who has a dead husband who apparently because she has a dead husband means that she has to be in love with vin diesel i don't really care about that plot line um (laughs) so they save the rock so he helps them with this heist but they don't lead let him know that they steal the money so at the end when they swap the vaults he's like i'll give you 24 hours head start before i arrest you but you need to leave the money with me so yeah and right at the end so the the rock's whole team that he sent there with gets killed by the the lord drug lord guy they're stealing from uh and he just walks past him doesn't even look at him and shoots him twice in the head and just says that's for my team which i mean <laughs> i guess he's in another country where he should have no jurisdiction but my goodness <laughs> is that illegal <laughs> yeah so but yeah, this one, it's got the most action. It's got some foot chases. It's got a big fist fight between The Rock and Vin Diesel. It's got dragging a bank vault around Rio. It makes me almost believe that the sister and Paul Walker are in love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the, this one is the most action movie action. But it does have more like foot race, foot chase scenes versus cars, which is odd. It's like they only really have maybe two maybe three like actual car chase type scenes yeah and um 
yeah this feels almost more in line with like a mission impossible or james bond where there is a car chase or two but there's also a lot of other types of action um and honestly i mean the box office will show i think this was a smart move for the franchise just doing street races they would have had to really come up with some good ideas whereas make good action with likable action stars is a much easier formula to replicate yeah um and so that's what they do going forward yeah once it escalates to like they're basically superheroes i it's a little much for me but i'm excited to watch the other ones this week yeah and there's there's a lot of rumors and talk about the contracts and stuff between these action stars and how they like write out you know if vin diesel hits the rock five times the rock has to hit the hit vin diesel five times and none of the fights can end with a clear winner they have to end in a draw and you can't do this you can't do that vin diesel and the rock completely fell out and wouldn't even be on set together at the same time all of this nonsense this movie's clearly before that because they wail on each other vin diesel has a chance to kill the rock and chooses not to so he clearly won the fight and this was before those egos really took over the franchise. And I think it is for the betterment of the movie. And I think that's why this is a lot of people's favorite movie is it's, it's an action movie and the, the stars are willing to let their characters be hit or whatever and lose a fight and stuff in service of the movie, as opposed to just always needing to win and look cool on camera. All right. Well, speaking of favorites, what order are you going to rank the first five Fast and Furious? Yeah, for me, it goes five, four, one, three, two. Oh, we almost had the same order. <laughs> Mine is five, four, one, two, three. Really? I really didn't like Tokyo Drift. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that bad. Like, it's not great, but it's not that bad. I like the second one better. Has right. Ava Mendez. She's cute. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those those are our kind of thoughts and just a revisit, recap. Just kind of us sharing our thoughts on the first five movies. We are going to watch the next four uh, as well as Fast 10 when it comes out this week. And we will give you our thoughts on that next week. Money will come and go. We know that. Most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Salute me, familia. All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. Make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Nerd and Normie. And tune into our podcast next Monday to hear our thoughts about the other five. Yeah. And if you are listening on a podcast player, please give us a five-star review if you could. And if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. Thank, thank you. Thank you.